There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Happy 2017, everybody. Yes, the yeah. Annus Horribilis of 2016 has left us behind. No Latin on the podcast. We've said uh, this before. All, all potty mouths. I all don't possible. believe in it. This is Luke. Hurrah. And uh, the other voice that you can hear is Matt in the northern area. Hello to you both and Happy New Year. Yeah, Are we enjoying 2017? Three days in. Oh, well, I've cut my finger today, so Ooh, yeah. What Ooh. on? What did you cut it on? Bread knife. Ooh. Ironically, I've lost my bread knife and I can't find it. You've obviously watered it and taped it and all that, and well, I haven't taped it. I've, I'm, I'm at the moment just got a kitchen towel around it. I'm going to go and buy a Ooh. plaster after I've done this. I haven't well, got any I... plasters in the house. No, I don't think I have either, actually. What's in your first aid tin? I've got a first aid tin. Come on, Matt. (laughs) When you live on your own, things like that and spare light bulbs. I'm always running out of light bulbs. I mean, I don't think I've got any spare. I've got spare batteries, but, yeah. Oh, my God. Ask (laughs) me again whether I'm enjoying 2017 or not. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. I never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. Talking telly. Try it. Just for one week. Just try the program for one week. This is the Custard TV Podcast. No, I've got, I got a cold for Christmas. That was my main present. So I'm not loving 2017. Could, could you, so can you return it? No. <laughs> I'm going to give it to somebody else. Yeah, re-gift, re-gift your cold. Yeah. What was your best Christmas present, Matt? Uh, I didn't really get much, really. Um, Luke got me an Amazon Amazon voucher. There you go. That was my favourite present. And and what did you? It was very, it was very unexpected. So thank you, Luke. So was mine. I spent mine on. I bought a new plate, cup, and bowl set. Uh, (laughs) Very, very middle-aged. He's such an Uh, enigma. I say treat yourself, and he goes, "Yep." Well, well, that is what I needed. I was, you yeah. Know, to I, that point, Gary, my my other presents were bedding and slippers. I got a Christmas jumper, which was great, but then I realised it's a once a year wear. I've seen the pictures on Facebook of you with your family oh, and you wearing a Christmas yeah. jumper, and then I went back to one of the podcasts and you said I don't own a Christmas jumper. It's so true. I like, so I think I think possibly <laughs> my parents listen to this podcast right then and there. There's proof that people do listen to the. If you ever yeah. needed proof. That is proof right there. I also don't own a car. Uh, hopefully that will fix itself in a few weeks. And, and you are yet to meet Danny Minogue. I reckon that somebody will put Matt together a first aid tin after listening to this as well now. <laughs> I think when you reach 30-something, you don't, you're sort of in the socks and clothes. Yeah. Yeah. 
if you want anything other than that, you really have to kind of like ask for it. And because it's Christmas, you can't go, oh, no, I don't really want that. You have to sort of go, oh, that's nice. Even though if you see it. <laughs> It would make it slightly awkward if you opened it and went, oh, that's a load of rubbish, thanks for that. (laughs) I've never been one to do that, but uh, I've been close. Did we all find plenty to watch over Christmas? I know there was stuff on, but Um, my sister and brother-in-law came up. They stayed Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and it's always been my job, even before I did the website, to find something for us to watch on the telly or on DVD. And I must say, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day was slim pickings in my opinion, in this house. ITV basically bought the Harry Potter box set, didn't they, yeah. after Christmas? Just yeah. one of them on. They didn't really try after there Christmas. Was nothing, there was nothing really there, was there, on there ITV? Was, I think, as you said, there was good stuff, but it was quite spaced out. Mm. There were nights when there was, like, one good show on and then nothing else, you know. they didn't. Plus, as well, this is the first year I remember... I mean, obviously, one of the things that I thought was very weird was that everybody seemed to have a Christmas special. Even Citizen Khan... Oh no, they've had ones before. No, they've had ones. How does before. a pro? How does a program about a Muslim organisation have? Don't a Christmas make me event? edit stuff, Gary. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm asking the question. The whole I point of the show is it's set in a mosque around Muslims. You know, so, Gary, Gary, you're, Gary, are you really asking us about the finer workings of the plot of <laughs> Citizen Khan? Like we know yeah, yeah, this. No, but <laughs> it's it just involved seemed, in it. Don't care. It just enough. seemed a bit strange to me. That was. Yeah. All. Uh, yeah, there were lots of good Christmas. I was forced, though, because, you know, over, like, Christmas and New Year, you're forced to watch things with your family that you would go, no, this is rubbish. Yeah. I was forced to watch an episode of Still Open All Hours on, on New Year's oh, Eve. Oh, Matt! Hey, I know. Hello, did you mate. cut yourself or did you sell <laughs> That's what led to the cutting. <laughs> you bought the bread yeah. knife the next morning. I know, there's, it's, there's so many people who you think, what what are you doing in this programme? Did the people in your house like that, or was it just... Yeah, like... yeah, yeah, there was some la- There was genuine laughter. See, I'd be, I, I wondered earlier on why you moved out, but it's coming more and more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for the big New Year's Day show of the return of Sherlock. Yes, so Sherlock was on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know, I, I mean, you, as you say, I usually do sort of preambles, but it's... It's kind of hard to do a preamble about Sherlock because there's still people yeah, who haven't hard. seen it. I mean, I this was about yeah. it was about um, Margaret Thatcher's statues, and there was stuff about a, a boy who died who put himself in the seat of his car. The main body of it then went into Mary's past and her <laughs> role as an assassin or whatever she did, a special ops agent, yeah, and someone fire. And, and sort of central casting's own. Um, What's his name? Sasha Darwin, who is in every show ever, was yep. the was her old uh, partner trying to track her down because he thought that she'd betrayed their team. Uh, and then obviously Sherlock tried to solve all the cases. Blah 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 blah. Gary, let's start with you. What did you think? Because I know where Luke's going with this. Confusing, and and I think as we've established, too many plots in one show. Too many. Um, there were too I was many. Do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it was. I think this is the overarching thing. I think there was possibly four good plots in this episode that they just ran straight through, which just was the first half an hour, forty minutes of the show was was almost painful to watch in the sense of confusing. Like my head hurt a bit. And I know that that's the style of Sherlock. This is a show you have to pay attention to. And that when it slowed down and actually we got into, as you say, the Mary plot. And actually when even when we got to the bits where it was just her and Martin Freeman, 
they kind of rushed so much that I, I really felt so confused and, and, and disorientated that I wasn't able to enjoy what was clearly the better part of the show. I think in your review, or certainly in your online stuff, Luke, you always said you never liked her character. Well, no, you found no, it super... No, they no, never believed no, her never as believed the... It. When they revealed in the last episode of the last series that she had this past of being this assassin, mm-hmm. you, di- you didn't buy that aspect of the character. No, I didn't buy it at all. And then I, f- I feel like they haven't done a proper Sherlock episode since the Reichenbach Falls. I think they haven't done yeah. anything. They've been stuck in. This in what way? Loop. In what way? Explain that. Explain it. Well, they've just been sort of stuck in this loop of exploring the backstory of all these characters instead of moving it forward. I don't like Amanda Evington's character. I don't feel she's been in it long enough to warrant all that long story about it. I just wanted to go back to Sherlock and Watson solving stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just. It doesn't but do you one, one Do case. you think? Do you think that? The Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat think people want more than that now. They want I, because yeah, I think I, think I, I had more positive response to what I'd written than negative, and I think mm. people do just want. Okay, they did. They want to be challenged. They don't want to be able to figure it out for themselves. The thing is with Sherlock, though, I will go back to it because there's only two more, and I just yeah. want it. I want Toby mm-hmm. Jones to be good, and I want it to return to its. I mean, he mentioned Moriarty like. 13 times in that yeah. 90 minutes. We know Andrew Scott's not coming back. He's long gone. You know, it, it's a show that revels in again, do you past. think, just, just to play devil's advocate here, do you think mm. that you've got more of an issue with it because you're a TV person, because you know these things that the normal viewer might not be privy to, might think that Moriarty's... Might. Most, most mm. shows that have done four series would be a lot further forward. I feel like it's still stuck somewhere between you think, two and three. Luke, I believe they've got away from... If you go back and watch the first series of Sherlock... And the you second, didn't, I think. And the second, I suppose. It was about the cases. And the problem is now is that they've chosen not to go back and adapt ones from the original books. Mm. They're now writing ones on their own. I think they've got too many good ideas that they're trying to cram in. And I think, unfortunately, some of it is... I would say good ideas is a bit far. Well, lots of ideas. And I think some of the problem is, A, the success of the show, and B, the success of the actors. They know they're only going to get two or three episodes a year with with these two actors. They're in so many other things. I think Martin Freeman was woefully underused in this Yeah. He gets, like, ten lines. What was that stuff with the woman he met on the bus? Oh, Right. And I, I think that w- something will come She'll back about that. She'll turn out to be evil, won't she? And there'll oh, be a whole um, Possibly. Yeah, possibly. Th- this show is crying out for a proper foil for Sherlock. Not his own brain, not his also, brother. Though, a proper is, foil. Sherlock is more like Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory now than he is like Sherlock in my eyes. I think all they do when they try and put him as Godfather at the christening is just sort of point out... Oh, he's not normal. He's not like everybody else. When they were walking down the stairs, um, Watson and Lestrade, and they were talking about the baby, but also talking about Sherlock, that was lifted from the Big Bang Theory, really. I do agree with you. If they'd gone down a couple more staircases, they may have ended up at the apartment All I was waiting for at the end was the bazinga. And what happened um... to Rupert Graves' voice? It was very odd in this episode. It was very gravelly. We might be picking for picking's sake. 
Well, yeah. no. I think I think as you say, there are two episodes left, so it, it has a chance to redeem itself. And we know that A, well, you've got quality writers, back, B, you've got quality actors, and C, this is a very very episode. rich area for crime drama. This kind of savant type character. But I would so, I would agree with you as you sort of both alluded to, almost become a parody of itself at this point. Mm. The first two series, as you say, they were adapting the books. It got successful. People brought, mm. brought into as as you were talking about uh, to Emma on that podcast, Luke, about the bromance, mm. um, and that's yeah. what they then capitalised on in the last series. What with the wedding and everything, and the relationship between John and Mary, and now in this episode as well, it was mainly about relationships. And as you said in your review, Luke, on the website, that you started to get into it where. There was that plot about the boy in the car and everything like that. And then you realise, no, hang on, it's not about that at all. It's about these blooming Margaret Thatcher busts and the, and the memory stick. Adapting from a book and starring Toby Jones, over two nights over Christmas, was the excellent witness for the prosecution. Oh, sorry, sorry, Gary. Gary, Gary, it was the witness for the prosecution. There was a the, the there. The witness for the prosecution. I'll, I'll tell you for why, because I was reading yes. about this. I'd seen the 1957 film. Uh, oh, heard you. Charles Lawton and uh, Marlene Dietrich, and that is called just Witness for the Prosecution. Agatha Christie's original book was called The Witness for the Prosecution because that makes all the difference. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she uh, adapted her book for the play without the the from book with the the because she wanted it to be different. She changed the ending because spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, the killer doesn't get his comeuppance in the book as we saw at the end of the witness for the prosecution which was on tv whereas in in the film and in the play all that about you know him uh, killing the heiress and stuff like that that was you know in the in both in the play as well but then he reveals to his wife that he's been seeing another woman and they're going off together so she stabs him in the court and he dies Having Go seen on. both, which did you prefer, Matt? Well, I'm or... just going to like the preamble for this version, where mate, it's it's basically lad who is sort of married to a uh, Austrian girl who is like works as a showgirl and becomes like this sort of almost sex slave for this heiress, played by Kim Cattrall, who sort of treats him almost like a pet. She's found dead. He's accused of killing her by her sort of very obsessed maid. Toby Jones plays, uh, I think it's John Mayhew, wasn't it? Yeah, he was like the public defendant. He was a public defendant in this version whose son died and he has got a very strange relationship with his wife. He sort of believes in the in the um, character. I can't remember the name of the character. Who's... Uh, me Your neither. Well, me uh, Billy Howell was the actor who was playing him. Leonard Vole, that's it. And he agrees to defend him, believing that he's not committed the crime and wants to use the wife as a defence witness. But then it turns out she is the witness for the prosecution. Ooh, um, I didn't see that get, coming. I don't know if I liked the Mayhew character getting as much sort of plot as he did. I love Toby Jones and it was a very Toby Jones role, if that makes sense, in this, yeah. this sort of sad yeah. sack loser. Um, I mean, he was very good. I, I, I thought hate Andrew, you talk about somebody you hate. <laughs> and Andrew Riceborough, I thought, was very good as well. But I, I don't know. I, uh, it wasn't as as up there with... Um, and then, and then, then there were none, which I thought was superior. I didn't like last how it looked like 
there was butter on the screen all the time. It just as well. I think, well, I think... it had it had about five endings. I think that was the problem I had with it. It ended and then it ended and then it ended and then. So I enjoyed it for the most part. I don't think it wanted two episodes. I think no. they could have done it in ninety minutes. 90 minutes. Possibly, yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think the only thing I would say is that Toby Jones' character is the star of this, but it's almost all about him. Uh, I think, as Matt said, the, the, the whole central point of it is what happens to him and his character. I thought the performances were good. I think because I knew the twist, it, I wasn't as yeah um, into it as I may, I may have been if I'd come to it sort of without any prior knowledge of it. I enjoyed it. It's not the sort of thing I'd watch again. It's probably not the sort of thing I'd remember a lot but I did enjoy it for the most part. What did we watch on Christmas Day? Did uh, Gary Doctor Who, did that, that get on your no, radar? I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch anything on Christmas Day because we but were... Did, have you seen Doctor Who uh, since? I, I have that, seen <laughs> that was the question, Gary. <laughs> I know he asked what I saw on Christmas Day. I didn't. Okay. I didn't watch it on Christmas Day. I watched it later. <laughs> okay. 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 What programs did you watch that aired on Christmas, on Christmas Day, Day that you may not have seen on Christmas Day, but you saw well, like the one that heard the earliest is I saw Doctor Who. Okay. Well, don't <laughs> talk about that. I didn't like this at all. The Doctor accidentally gives someone superpowers, visits him throughout his life, finds out that he's now working as a manny for uh, sort of Lois Lane Not type. Not another baby, Daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a lo- working for a Lois Lane type reporter in New York, played by 2008's uh, Charity Wakefield, if you oh, remember Oh, he's her. also in the house, Ian. Yeah, yeah. So she's having a comeback year, nine years after she became a rising star. Why did you think this was awful, Gary? I know it was supposed to be a standalone, but there was still a lot of stuff that didn't get explained. Mm. I don't like the character that, that Matt, um, what's his face, is playing. Because it's supposed to be a robot, and it's not, and it doesn't... I you know, didn't I find Matt Lucas, I have to say. I, 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 he I had like some it. good lines, but I just yeah. didn't... I don't really like that character. It does look like Matt Lucas is staying on, by judging by yeah. what they in the trailer, so... That, that's fair enough, and it's fine. But I'm like, they they treat the Christmas special as as a standalone. And I think the problem with that is if you, if it isn't a great plot, I'm not sure. Although that... saying that Gary, no, 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 I, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of it either, but you say yeah. it's a standalone. They did give you the impression that they are carrying on with these aliens. Aside from like Matt Lucas and, and uh, Peter Capaldi, the acting was all horrendous. All of the, Josie, Justin Chadwick, I want to say. It I don't know, the, but I, I, I don't know whether I prefer it was a man I thought the best bit was the sort of comedy lines Peter Capaldi had and his chemistry with Matt Lucas, and that was about it for me. I I I, I laughed a few times, but that was about it. I I thought, I, I, I several times I went, oh God, this is just poor. This, this doesn't unfortunately give me much confidence for this where Steve, they're going. To be fair, this was Stephen Moffat's last episode, Chris Chibnall is taking over as oh, of okay. the series, so this is this was the last revenge of Stephen Moffat. I'm handing over the baton, really, isn't it? So I, I'm not sure this companion is going to be to everybody's taste. She's very young again. It's going to be there's going to be a lot of explanation. What is this? Or is it going to be? But is it going to be a three parter with with Matt Lucas as well, like a three? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, how long is he going to stay in it? And 
you know, I, I, again, it's going to be the, wow, we can go anywhere in time. You're like, well, resetting again, which I know they have to do, and there are new fans all the time. So um, I'll, I'll give Again, that, at the end of the day, the doctor yeah, at well, the end of the day, it is meant to be a kid's show, and yeah. kids, you know, she is like a sort of wide-eyed yeah. person, so she's almost like the proxy for the younger viewers. She is, and, and we know from, from, from what they're doing that she's going to have a, a strong, prominent role um, in those first few episodes. So it'd be interesting to see. But no, not a big fan of the Christmas Doctor Who. Well, you know why I feel like rubbish, as I've said, but there is one reason and one reason only why I'm here. We all want to know what you made of the Call the Midwife. Yeah, so I was just going to go on to that, Luke. Fantastic. Not the best thing I've watched over Christmas, but very much <laughs> top three. <laughs> okay, well, perhaps we should do a top three. So this would be maybe, number... maybe. this would be this would probably be number two. It started at Christmas in London, then they went to Africa to help out at a mission uh, that the head nun had had recently died at, yeah. and there was a doctor who wasn't very well there, and they wanted to get a water supply in and. Um, just update everything really there because they were running on low supplies. So I thought they brought the right characters with them. You know, they wouldn't have been able to weave everybody into the storyline. They can't take two redheads to Africa. Absolutely. They've only got so much sun cream. They've only got so much sun cream. <laughs> and I thought they dealt with the storylines out there very good. I think, yeah, people will... I'm sure people have criticised the idea that, well, they're not all speaking African um, and all of that. And I think... But it you know, was South were... Africa and it's a very westernised... A- absolutely. Right. So I think, they, they, you know, they, they, Call the Midwife has always been very historically accurate. But I think you have to remember it's also a television programme. I program. love how he's now an expert on Call the Midwife. <laughs> no, no, but... I think it's ever happened on the podcast. I love it. <laughs> I loved the storyline involving um, the the man who lived in the local area who didn't want to let his fam. You know, I loved that that slow reveal of yeah, he didn't want he the didn't water supply. Water. Yeah. well, he didn't want. It wasn't the water so much as if they put it through his land, then it, it would they wouldn't take them as long to lay down the pipes. Yeah, and he well, the the reason being is that he he blamed the. The, the, the midwifery centre there for, for killing his only child and wife. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Is that right? You kind of yeah, resented them. That's right. Um, and I think Charlotte Ritchie's character was really good. I think yeah, she the, was definitely the, the star of it. The engagement there that they didn't was, want to spoil ahead of time. Well, that, that was the thing I was going to ask. That obviously was the thing they told you not to yeah. spoil. Because they and wanted again, it to be a nice Christmas surprise. And it did yeah. get a few teary eyes in the screening room that I went to. Oh, really? Oh, oh man. you're such a softie, Matt. 
Yeah. And and not just me though. There was uh, there was a few sniffles. Um, and, it was and they it was did. Cold. Yeah, they did have um, Minty as well. Came with them, didn't he, to provide some comedy? But but again, they explained that well. He was an engineer in the in the war. Yeah. So he it, they explained that everybody everybody that came had a logical reason for being there. So for me, that was a good reason to take them out of their normal environment, put them in a new situation. Everybody came for a reason. Luke's Go question on. that he asked me was, do you think, like, should it have been over Christmas? Because it, obviously it wasn't a Christmassy thing, you know, it's all in Africa. Does a Christmas special have to be set at Christmas? No, because it was a, it was a story that took them away from the main thing. Which is what you what has worked very well for Christmas. You know the idea of when Only Fools and Horses used to go out to didn't you, Only Fools and Horses used to go out to Torremolinos for Christmas or something. That was sometimes no, for Christmas. No, they've never Miami. been to Miami. 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 Never that where they but went to Miami. Not sometimes. So you, you don't always have to have Christmas <laughs> in a Christmas episode. But I First mention of Torremolinos <laughs> on the podcast ever. Sorry, I think ever. That's, well, why, that's, that's why I love this podcast. I know the answer to this, but you're in for the next lot then when it arrives oh, yeah. in February or late January or whenever a- it is. Absolutely. And, and again, I can't honestly tell you exactly why, but I just think it's good storytelling. Because you're an enigma. You're an it's, absolute yeah. enigma. Well, no, but it's good storytelling. You just answered your own question. So am I right in assuming that Maygrey would be your number one show of Christmas? Yes, Maygrey would be number one. I don't get to see um, this. I don't understand why you like. Uh, well, you should do because you know I like Endeavour. You know I like um, serious crime drama. You know where there is more than just a. You know, it's not simplistic. There has to be a layers upon layers, and I think that did brilliantly. Uh, Rowan Atkinson. I've got past the fact that he was anything else than this character. I can. I don't have to see him as Mr. Bean or whatever. I think he does this character very well. It. That would ruin it a bit if you did see him as Mr. Well, Bean. Well, that, I it? imagine that's the thing for somebody. I imagine some people probably think, "Oh, why is Mr. Bean in France?" The thing that <laughs> he did I, that on Mr. Bean's holiday, didn't he? Oh, well, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think, I think for me, if you can suspend your belief of the fact that they're in France and not speaking French, if you can forget that, I think this is a thoroughly enjoyable show. I think this is beautifully written, layered. It's got a beginning, a middle, and end, as I say, which I thought was brilliant. And that, and to me, as a fan of Maigret when it was on before, you know, he is a he's a crime fighter, but also he's a moral moral you know person. You know, and he's trying to install those morals on the corrupt part of Paris that he's working in. Gary, will you watch Endeavour on Sunday Live or Sherlock on Sunday Live? Um, neither, because I'll be watching <laughs> the American football, so I'll record oh, them both. For God's sake. <laughs> All right, that, for the I sake just, of the question. I was just sake of the laughing question, at that noise Gary made. For the sake yeah. of the question... And I didn't if I had American to choose, I if you watch weren't Sherlock. watching the America, you, you'd yeah. watch Sherlock. If I, I was because I've seen the first one, therefore I feel slightly more invested. In... So if you tape Endeavour, you can skip through the ads. Same question to you, Matt. Which would you watch first? I'll probably I watch Endeavour. Watch on the previews. previews. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake! <laughs> Why am I even Welcome here? Welcome to Why 2017, Luke. Yay! To be honest with you, I probably won't watch right. e- I, again. Like Gary, I probably won't watch either when it's on. I'll probably watch Endeavour beforehand and probably watch. Sherlock He's coming around to watch the American football, Luke. Do you want to join us? Yeah, 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 I'm going around, Gary. 
Have you told your friends about this podcast? Okay, here we go. No. It's just not my idea of a good time. Tell them now. That's what the people want to hear. This is the Custard TV podcast. Good the last drop. From thecustardtv.com. Should we t- quickly talk about uh, Last Tango in Halifax? Yeah, two-parter. Everybody was back, plus some new people as well, on over two nights on Christmas week. Matt hadn't seen it uh, when we did our Christmas uh, podcast. It might seem like, for those of us who had seen it, it was on a long time ago, but I wanted to just say how much I enjoyed it. Yes, it was a bit daft in places, a bit silly, but I think the characters are wonderful and it's got its heart exactly in the right place. It made me laugh a few times. It's just Mm. really warm and and very easy to watch. And I don't know whether we're getting more. It's kind of It felt like a bridge between like didn't it? Because there was bits like, oh, we're starting a new, you know, Dean Andrews is leaving, Mm. Caroline's got this new job. It's Alan and Celia. Yes. They were very much in the background. They had almost like the comedy plot, didn't they? Mm, yeah, they did, uh, with all the on-stage and all the dramatic the... stuff. I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think when a show's been away for that long, you think, am I going to be as invested again? But Sally has this amazing gift of just placing you back in the world mm. like you never left it. And I don't know how, how she does it and how she manipulates my feelings that way, but it, it does seem to work. And I feel I like. But it's done without that... Tony Gardner and Ronnie Ancona. But that's always the way. Right from the word go, I was like that with them. Can I give some feedback on this show from my parents? Yeah. <laughs> well, have, fans... have you just spoken to them? I didn't know <laughs> no, they no, were no. on the book. Get them on <laughs> no, and they're here. No, they, they told me this beforehand. They watched it, and I said, Oh, I didn't realise you liked that. I said, Oh, yeah, we've liked all the series. Didn't enjoy the Ouija board storyline. Didn't watch the second episode. <laughs> Weird. That is weird. You, you, very you, are. Are, you are very much your parents' child, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, they they said. Well, once they saw the preview, you know, they they, they don't like Ouija boards, so they didn't watch it. <laughs> and wow. I thought it was a strange storyline wow. for a for that, that for that show. That is Gary encapsulated in a sentence. No more <laughs> mystery there at all. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Ouija boards and all. I thought it was brilliant. And on to something else that I know Gary hasn't seen. And it links in Derek Jacobi and that Yeah, is... I, was good. I was just going to do that. Oh, we're number so nine. on board. Inside Who's number leading nine. the reviews this Nobody week? knows. <laughs> on the surface, this looked like another sort of creepy and uh, macabre inside number nine where they were like it was a family who'd gone away for christmas to a ski lodge there was a creepy like a tour guide who mm-hmm. was telling them about krampus gradually you learned that this was actually a tv uh like a tv horror episode of like a tv horror series say like a tales of the unexpected that was being commented on by the director who was played by derek jacoby who you only sort of heard via voice talking to someone else about this episode, and you weren't quite sure why until I, the end. I just, I presumed it was like a DVD commentary. Yeah, so did I. That's what you meant to do. And you've got little cuts between the scenes. You've got to see, like, these things that were out of place, the continuity errors. You know, you heard sort of backstory about the, the performers and things like that. Ruler Lenska was very good. That's <laughs> good. I mean, the last thing I saw her in, she was pretending to be a cat. So yeah, celebrity big brother. I didn't watch this live. I watched it... Uh, a few days later and everybody had been saying well that ending that twist but i was kind of just let's see what the end is and the end was stunning mm. uh but i kind of and it was so un- it was so underplayed as well mm. it was so just you know this is the ending mm. get out 
<laughs> get out. We're done. See you next year. <laughs> I do think Inside Number Nine is a show that Gary would like, and I don't know why he doesn't watch it. It's amazing. No, I, mu- I must. I must admit, it's one of those kind of things. Like I feel it's gone too far now. So it's but, not. Uh, no! just, they're all one-offs, one Gary. Off. So you don't have to watch I one to get the. I know. I know that. I know that. Well, don't give a silly excuse like that then, please, because that's not a good enough reason. I thought that, and now it's... Shut up. And numbered quickly, yeah, watch this with uh, family and other friends on Boxing Day night. We didn't laugh a ton, but I enjoyed it. It didn't feel like outnumbered. I liked it, I enjoyed it. The basic plot was that they uh, are trying to scatter Grandad's ashes um, at a certain point, um, but get the car gets into an accident because Ben was driving, uh, hits a car driven by uh, the levels, Ruth Madeley. They <laughs> uh, <laughs> end up in a pub, uh, uh, like landlorded by uh, Mark Benton, and it's basically all these t- different plot lines are going on at once, as you often get in outnumbered. I think they tried a bit too hard to be the phrase I always use that I dislike, they're overtly comic bits. So I didn't like the Gary Spaz or whatever his name was. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, I did Mickey Spaz. Mickey, Mickey Spaz, let's say. And I hated, absolutely hated, uh, the scene with the army uh, reenactment stuff. Yeah. Because it was so out of place. It was so unnecessary. And it, I was feeling quite warm and, and enjoying it. And then all of a sudden they wreck it again by having this daft comedic, moment that everybody in the room I was watching it with was completely unaffected by didn't you know find it funny well, I, at all all the kids are growing up Luke did you realize that did you know they all had new old new older heads I know even that. though they even though they have got new older heads they sort of maintain the characteristics of their yes. like younger selves so Karen was being very manipulative and Ben was still like very clumsy and stuff like that crashing mm. the car and stuff and then you had Jake, who was basically trying to break up with his it was, girlfriend. It was like knowing these people in school and then meeting mm. up for them after years and being able to see hints of the people they were and also the people they're going to be. You know, I liked it. I didn't love it. And those bits kind of sport it for me. I like the, the sort of tongue-in-cheek comedic moments like Mark Benton being really pleased that someone might have to use the disabled toilets that they yeah. put in. I don't love Hugh Dennis, but I thought he did a really good job, mm. actually, in the role. And Claire Skinner was very good. And Would I liked you that. like it to come back maybe, like, say, every two or three years just yeah, to sort of catch up with them? Yeah, as long as... Because, as don't... we know, Jake's off to New Zealand now in, yeah. the, in terms of the plot. I just hope that they don't do these in-your-face comedy moments because it doesn't need it. It's a family sitcom about real people in lives and it, no. it doesn't need those big moments that is it because do you reckon because it. it's on over christmas they reckon oh there might be casual fans who don't watch it normally we better put in a bit comedy because that's what they'll be expecting maybe jonathan creek quickly yeah we can i mean i don't think david renwick should be writing for television now i think it feels Ooh. very old hat and very mm. out of place on the modern the, well, in fact wasn't it the mystery of the old hat that they were oh no no it was not <laughs> The mystery in Sherlock with the guy in the car seemed mm. like something Jonathan Creek would have investigated years ago and yep. not been bogged down in the Thatcher bus thing. But yeah. no, I, I I think this felt out of place in the schedules. I think it mm. felt old before its time. I think Sarah Alexander and Alan Davis have the least amount of screen chemistry I've ever seen in a TV couple. I don't believe them. I don't no. like them. 
He had much I... better chemistry with all of his previous female co-stars. Every one of them. I have to say, I quite like Warwick Davis, though, as the vicar. I, I thought, thought he, he was brilliant. I think the he was the best, best thing. The best things about this for me were Warwick Davis playing sort of against type. I thought he was very funny and, and very likeable. I also liked the young girl who I hadn't seen before. Does that mean that you don't like him? No, it's just I haven't seen him in anything where he's been as good as this. He oh, okay. doesn't really do a lot where he's not himself now, does yeah, he, really? There's a lot no, of the, the sort of clips I saw was, was, well, that's clearly Warwick Davis playing Warwick Davis. No, I like I no, liked him. No, he was good. I like a spin-off with Warwick Davis now, just... Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Warwick Davis should be Jonathan's new companion. That's what yeah. we need. And I just thought the whole thing about the guy who was following him to kill him was just... The daftest thing ever with him eventually dying. There was no reference to how that... Again, I, I did guess it. So, I, I mean... Do you feel like Christmas was special enough for TV this year? No. Do you feel like you've been well served by what's been put on? Or do you feel I, it's a bit un- underwhelming? I think yeah. BBC had something on, even if it was Jonathan Creek, they had something on every... You know, you had Last Tango in the build-up to Christmas... Then you had like the big shows on Christmas Day. Then you had Witness for the Prosecution on for two nights. Then you had Jonathan Creek. Then you had to walk invisible. Whereas you said ITV just put on the Harry Potter films. ITV to me didn't really seem to change its lineup much for Christmas. They never do though. Really. Like they but... never really do. One more thing that I don't think we've discussed. If there's anything else, but Bake Off would be the last thing I think. Have you got anything yeah. else on your list, Gary? No, no, nothing else on my list. What was your Go West? The only thing that I wanted to do on Go West was there was one thing that popped up on Netflix over Christmas that I watched. It was called The OA. I've got no idea, even from watching two episodes, what The OA stands for. If I could compare this to anything, there is a touch of Stranger Things in this, in the sense that it's a very confusing show. Someone but I said like it's it. Stranger Things meets the missing. The basic plot is that a girl who's been missing for about 10 years comes home to her parents and she's no longer blind and and that's the kind of beginning of it and it and then it, it is a very sort of middle american high school thing it's set in kansas you know it's all very wide open spaces and empty houses and things like that at the end of the first episode she basically gets a collection of people together and conducts conduct some sort of I mean, I want to say seancey type thing, but it's not. It's like so a, your parents weren't watching. Yeah, it. Parents no, wouldn't would they, no, they wouldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't have approved. She then reveals that she was actually the the, the daughter of a very uh, rich, famous, a very rich Russian oligarch, and she wasn't born blind. She was blind because of a coach crash, and she actually died and came back to life. She was part of the returned. It, 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 there is a very return type feel to it because the way in which she dies when uh, uh, her blind is through a, a coach crash she gets adopted by these parents in kansas it's all very strange but it's thoroughly watchable uh, there are about eight episodes and i will keep watching and let you know you know how it how it goes on it's made and stars absolutely nobody the only person in it that you even recognize is jason isaacs who plays the doctor uh, that, she, that sort of this, this kind of um, strange place that she ends up in when she gets when she goes missing. Her dad is played by the old grandfather out of The Walking Dead from the early series. Literally, it's written and directed by the stars of the show by two people who actually are in the show, including the lead character, Rick Marling. I would recommend you watch it if you like a show where you're not told what's going on. There's no voiceover. There's no opening flashback. You are literally learning through the eyes of the people in the show what's going on. Probably a good job. She's not blind still then, really. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Bake Off then, quick. Bake Off to end. Oh, yes. Uh, Basically, 
There were two sets of four bakers came back to the tent, baked three Christmas themed things, and at the end of it, one was awarded Star Baker for Christmas. This seemed like a nice, genteel way to send the bake off off of BBC One to me. It, 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 it was, yeah, bringing back old friends, some of which I didn't recognise because I wasn't watching no, Bake Off. No, it's a shame. I wanted to know more of them than I did. Yeah. But it didn't matter. Um, and it. it was just nice. But then, Luke, because... you've not been watching, as you say, neither of you have been watching it past, like, the past few years. So, I mean, I, think well, I joined right. in 2013. So, yeah. Yeah, so people fault. like Marianne and Janet, you won't remember because they were in, no. like, the second series. Even if you were fans of the show. You, you chose people that you're a little bit like, oh, really, them? You know, you, there was Norman, obviously, you know. That Howard. Was, to me, it was just a nice way to send the Bake Off off. It was, as you said, there was no, yes, there was competition, but it didn't feel anywhere near as serious as the other Bake Offs. You know, there was nobody going home. Let's put it that way, wasn't there? There was everybody was going to be there at the end. And, and it, it, it was nice. And I I'm think assu- I, I'm assuming this was commissioned before they lost the bake-off. I think they tweeted it immediately following the final. Have yeah. you got anything else they want to discuss? No. Um, I've got other shows that I've seen, but I'll leave them because... Uh, they're, they're quick, quick, reaction, quick reactions, Sorry. Gary. One, one, one sentence reviews for the yeah. ones you... Timeless, silly, but watchable. Travellers yeah. need to see more. Could be one of the more interesting things I've seen on Netflix for a long time. Okay, that is it for pick of the week. Pick, pick of the, of the week. week. I'm gonna obviously I I would pick Endeavour, but I have championed walking the Himalayas and walking the Nile, so I'll do the same with Levison Wood's new uh, documentary series, Walking the Americas, where he walks through Florida. No, not quite. Uh, it's on eight o'clock Channel Four on Sunday. Uh, it's a four month journey beginning in Mexico and ending in Colombia. And I'm sure it will be just as entertaining as long as he doesn't get in a car because that seems to be where where the problems lie with walking the yes. uh, anything. Oh, I'd say for me on Forgotten on ITV on on Thursday night. Is that right, Thursday? Yes, nine pm. I, I will go for Endeavour, but I will I will go for Endeavour, which is on Sunday night. But I will also say that there's a third series of Uncle on BBC Three uh, right BBC now. BBC Three. BBC, BBC Three online. I know you can watch all episodes online or via your smart telly or wherever you watch your television on BBC Three. I think it's a crying shame that this won't be shown on a proper channel. Well, it, well, it will be point. at some point at super o'clock in the morning. But yeah, that's the point. It won't get a decent airtime. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, then you can. Matt is the one who tweets less than Gary, uh, so I'll do him first. At Matt's TV Bites. Uh, Gary is the one who tweets a bit more than Matt, but a bit less than me. He's at the Gary Show. Not hard to tweet less than Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I am the one who tweets far more than anyone really wants me to. That's because I have a a full-time day job and Gary normally has one when he's not got a poorly foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and also um, you can subscribe to this on iTunes meaning you will never, ever miss a moment of our ramblings. Oh, and... By the way, that whole idea of you having a cold and not wanting to talk much, how did that go? Mm. <laughs> I'm, feeling, I'm feeling worse than I was at the beginning of the podcast when I thought it was a good idea. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash The Custard TV. You can visit us there as well if you want to. Give us a like. Big iTunes. news as well. Big, big news. Oh, go on. Yeah, surely there'll be a new social media outlet this year that we can put something on. Yeah, like the new Bebo. Yeah, well, no, yeah. not the old Bebo. Yeah. But surely we we haven't had a major new social network for a while. Especially since Vine's gone now. Yeah. Yeah, we, I would have loved to do a couple of seven-second podcasts on Vine. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe we need to do one on Facebook Live. That's the new thing, isn't it? You need to go live on Facebook. Yeah, we should do oh, a yeah. live podcast this year, like a live show, yeah. live live with yeah. an audience, like in a theatre. The road show, though, that's dangerous. We should do the road show. Yeah, yeah. The radio... Gary, Gary's driving. Can we I just be do smi- all can I, services. Can I be? Can I be the version of Smiley Miley? No, no you're far too old for you. Yeah, you two are far too young. <laughs> You're far too Ow. old. You could look at yeah, there is that. that. All right, then. So that is us. Thank you for listening and join us throughout 2017 uh, so that we can talk to you. God help you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. During the Jeep Wrap-Up the Year sales event, give yourself the gift of freedom with a wide selection of great offers on your favorite Jeep Ram vehicles. Now well-qualified lessees get a low-mileage lease on the 2024 Jeep Wrangler Sport S 4xe for $379 a month for 36 months with $5,549 due at signing. Tax, title, license extra. No security deposit required. Call 1-888-925-JEEP for details. Requires dealer contribution and lease through Stellantis Financial. Extra charge for miles over $30,000. Includes $7,500 EV cap cost reduction. Not all customers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take delivery by 1-2. Jeep is a registered trademark.